Chapter Twenty One of Flash Evans, Cameron Newshawk by Frank Bell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Twenty One Rascom's Explanation. Motioning for Flash to follow, Captain Johns strode across the empty lobby to the desk. Curtly, he questioned the sleepy eyed clerk as to the occupant of room forty seven number forty seven it was assigned about a half hour to herbert rascomb i'm going up there to see a man informed the captain now get this straight if i fail to return to the lobby within twenty minutes notify major hartgrove in room two sixty seven tell him to join me is that clear yes sir twenty minutes flash and the captain walked up a flight of stairs to the first floor the room of room forty seven was opened by a dignified-looking man of forty-five who wore glasses and was slightly bald good evening gentlemen he said in a polished voice i should not have invited you here at such a late hour but certain misunderstandings must be cleared up before further harm is done mr gordon glanced significantly at flash as if to imply that he deliberately and needlessly had created trouble a man sat at the window his face swathed in bandages. Flash stopped short as he recognized him. Rascom. Evans, I can't tell you how glad I am to see you alive. Rascom arose painfully and, taking a step forward, extended his hand. I met Doyle downstairs a few minutes ago, he explained. He told me of your miraculous escape from the fire. I can't make you understand the feeling which went over me. You are an excellent actor flash retorted ignoring the proffered hand but i don't doubt you are surprised to learn i was in excelsior city you thought you had taken care of me for several days at least my dear young man rascomb said soothingly you seem to be laboring under some delusion doyle warned me but i found it most difficult to believe let's sit down and talk this over in a sensible way interposed mr gordon through mr doyle we have learned that evans here has been making false and libelous accusations against mr rascomb false exclaimed flash angrily i can prove every statement i've made you most certainly will be given the opportunity the lawyer said possibly in court now i don't want to be too hard on you evans spoke rascomb quietly you have gone through an ordeal tonight enough to break an iron man slight wonder you became confused and thought your friends were enemies so i imagined that you struck me over the head with an oar and later that you locked me in the cabin rascomb gazed despairingly at captain johns turning to flash once more he said how can i convince you of the truth doyle will support my story you were thrown into the water when our boat accidentally upset you may have struck your head on a rock or a submerged log i know you failed to come to the surface doyle and i searched as long as we dared and did i lock myself in the lodge no admitted rascomb smiling faintly fleur shut you up there fleur questioned the captain my caretaker evans raved so much and told such an outlandish story that fleur considered him out of his head he locked him up and telephoned me i immediately ordered his release your story is very smooth said flash but there's one little detail you can't gloss over how about that scar on your cheek 
I have no scar. Prove it, Blash challenged. Take off those bandages. Mr. Gordon spoke with exasperation. We are trying to be patient. You make it most difficult. In returning to Excelsior City this evening from his hunting lodge, Mr. Rascomb was in a motor accident, hence the bandages. A very convenient accident. I shall be glad to remove the bandages whenever my doctor grants permission, said Rascomb with dignity, possibly by tomorrow. However, I assure you I have no scar, unless I may bear some slight mark as a result of today's accident. Flash glanced toward Captain Johns, who had listened attentively to the argument. Rascomb's story was so flimsy that he did not think the army man could place the slightest confidence in it. To his amazement, Johns gave every indication of being impressed. There was a moment of silence. Then Rascomb inquired, Are there any other questions you wish to ask me? I have nothing to hide. One question, said Captain Johns. Why did you have a picture of Albert Povey in your possession? Rascomb's eyes became wary, but he did not lose poise. I'm afraid I don't know what you mean, Captain. This picture. The army man displayed the photograph which Flash had given him a few minutes before, but did not place it in Rascomb's outstretched hand. Oh, that picture, the sportsman said carelessly. I found it among Povey's personal effects. His luggage was sent to me after I claimed the body. And why were you so interested in Povey? pursued Captain Johns. I must say that you bear a remarkable resemblance to him. Rascomb drew a deep sigh. I had hoped to be spared this confession, he said. Povey was distantly related to me, a second cousin. You may be sure I never was proud of the kinship. I knew my cousin had an unsavory reputation, and his activities never ceased to alarm and embarrass me. Heartless as it may seem, his death came as a relief to me. You changed your story, observed Flash. Yesterday, Povey was a stranger you befriended. I told you that, I admit. However, I considered your questions somewhat impertinent and i never have willingly admitted my relationship to albert povey he was the one black sheep in an otherwise honorable and distinguished family the telephone rang mr gordon arose to answer it for you captain he announced captain johns glanced at his watch and picked up the receiver what's that he demanded incredulously into the transmitter impossible hanging up the receiver he turned to face the surprised group not bad news i hope inquired rascomb captain johns did not answer his eyes roved about the room glinting with anger as they fastened upon flash evans he said sharply you have misled me we shall consider this investigation closed a triumphant smile crossed herbert rascomb's face he offered his hand to captain johns who shook it firmly you are a just and reasonable man captain I was certain I could convince you of the truth. Evans meant well, but he allowed his imagination to run away with him. He did that. My apologies, Mr. Rascomb. Don't be too hard on Evans, Rascomb replied with a show of solicitude. A day in the hospital, and he'll feel like himself again. Flash started to speak and changed his mind. With the captain against him, he had no chance. Angrily, he started for the door. Wait, commanded 
Captain Johns, I have a few words to say to you. Reluctantly, Flash paused. The captain politely bade Gordon and Rascomb good evening and departed. Once in the hallway, his manner immediately altered. Grasping Flash's arm, he guided him toward the elevator. Don't take what I said too seriously, Evans, he advised. There is something wrong here. While we were with Rascomb, an attack was made on the Major. End of chapter 21